Oregon Employment First, supporting people with intellectual and developmental disabilities to work in community jobs. Learn more at iWorkWeSucceed.org. Hi, and welcome to the Oregon Employment First podcast. I'm Angela Yeager with Employment First. I have here today with me Joe and Linda Carroll, who are parents of a young man named Tad, and they're here at the Breaking Barriers Conference in Redmond, uh, where we are having a great time with more than 500 attendees. Uh, Joe and Linda, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Good morning. So um, you're here today because of your son, Tad, and I'm hoping you can tell the people listening um, a little bit about your son. I'd be, I'd be glad to. Our son is 45 years old this week. Um, he was born in 1974, a year before public laws were created that allows public education for everybody. Okay. I'd say that just to let you know that his life has experienced a lot of changes in terms of how the DD community functions in our world. Yeah, quite a bit in that time. Quite yeah. a bit. He was born with multiple developmental disabilities, including uh, uh, cognitive issues. He has seizures, experiences seizures, and has cerebral palsy. Um, so with his daily life, I'll just point out that he needs a great deal of attendant care or support, whether it be on the job or in the home. Mm-hmm. And when I said young man, I think I was making an assumption because I uh, saw Tad this morning um, mm-hmm. at, at the at breakfast at the hotel, and you know he looks much younger than his age. So, and you both do too. So I didn't think oh, you, you looked old enough to have a son that age. So, uh, excuse me for that language there. So, so um, tell me about you know you mentioned that when Tad um, was born, the support system was much different. So tell me a little bit about Tad's employment journey over the past few years. Okay. Uh, the past few years for us is since being in Oregon for the last 21 years, uh, Tad came with us for my husband's job and um, moved out here. And we have been, um, he has been involved in a program called Opportunities Connections, which at the time he was um joined Opportunities Connections. It was a sheltered workshop, which Mm -hmm. is no longer that model that they are observing. And we are in a day program, which uh, involves Tad into different things. And we've just been um, taking care of him and his needs for the last 20 years. And he's been going to what we called work at one time was workshops, Mm -hmm. which are now gone. And he's just been, um, going to the program and just I yeah, I can know. I can uh, maybe add to that the yeah. uh, the the changes from the workshop into basically uh, for meeting Tad's needs, who's an individual with a great deal of support needs, wound up being a, a facilities based day support mm-hmm. activity. Right, and uh, it really uh, has become apparent that that community employment and then community involvement is is high on his list and our list as well for him for his life i think so um uh in in this effort for this, uh, actually the state of oregon i think to, to maybe see the reduction in that type of, of supports the j- inclusive jobs or jobs in the communities have been a big focus for tad and his peers i think uh and opportunity connections in this case was the uh, provider that actually was able to carve out a a position in a local with a local employer that actually we we thought Tad would have some 
future success and, yeah. and future with. So tell me about Tad's job. What is where does he work and what is he doing? Oh, Tad, Tad works for a, a Hawaiian barbecue restaurant in the Dalles, and they. Um, it's called Lilo's. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, it's called Lilo's. It's, it's very good food if you ever get to the Dallas. But, but about um, six months ago, through uh, interaction with uh, Opportunity Connections and, and some with ourselves, they had decided that they would try a, a noontime delivery service, which is very, uh, few and far between in mm -hmm. the city of the Dallas. And this was something that uh, that everybody thought maybe that Tad could actually uh, fit into. And, um, and as it turns out, about one to two hours a day, then, three days a week, um, Tad, Tad is actually, uh, they've been successful in delivering probably 80 or 90% of the days, uh, having uh, one to four deliveries around town. And it seems to be successful. The employer seems to be happy and has agreed to, to kind of extend his, his work and nice. uh, and so that's kind of there, there was a, a great deal of what you might call job carving or right uh, yeah. for his support yeah. to make that work yeah. for Tad. And people call in for their lunches and they pay by credit card on the phone. So there's no money exchanged. They give Tad and his one on one helper and his job coach and they, he gets lunches and he gets in his wheelchair accessible van and he goes out to the community and delivers the lunch. Delivers the lunch. And he's doing the delivering himself. Yes, with assistance. Right. He, because he does need assistance. So he has a attendant care and a job coach right. with him. They, they have um, developed a, a, a container that goes with his wheelchair that actually will uh, allow him to carry the food depending on how it's transported in into the mm -hmm. uh, business or the home where they've ordered yeah, it at. He also has on the a, back of the wheelchair and this is a bird. And he also box. uses a speaker that allows him to at least greet the customers and thank them for, for their order from Lilo's. So, and Tad doesn't um, speak with the no. words, correct? No, he doesn't. So how, so how does the speaker system work? Is it sort of like an assistive technology device, like an iPad or something it's, that he has the yeah, words? It's just a little uh, pad with two large buttons okay on, and one is one called red and one's green and the first one uh, says hi I'm Tad here's with your lunch from Lilo's and there's been a great deal of, of uh, working with Tad to get him to, to actually uh, understand and use this communication device mm -hmm. it would be uh, under the heading of assistive technology Voc Rehab was nice enough to help in, in uh, helping us get that for Tad right. and Tad to get it. That's nice. Uh, so, so the two choices for voice right now in the deliveries, but there's other uh, other ways of programming the equipment. And the second choice things. is after he delivers the lunch, he they he touches the button and it says thank you for ordering from Lilo's. Nice, that's that's great. Have you heard about Employment Outcome System? Doesn't sound exciting, I know, but it is. The Employment Outcome System, or EOS, website puts you in control. Go to OregonEOS.org and you can look at info and outcomes for agencies providing employment services to people with developmental disabilities in Oregon. You can look up providers in your county and compare their numbers on employment services. I am curious, you know, Linda and Joe, you both talked a little bit about um, before he was in community employment, 
that, um, you know, the TADS provider was a sheltered workshop right. and they, they transformed as many have in the state of Oregon. Um, t- can you tell me a little bit, and if you're comfortable doing that, about how you as a family, as parents dealt with that transition? Because we have a lot of parents around the state who are, mm-hmm. you know, at various levels of, you know, their comfortability with that. You know, there's obviously, you know, TAD is a huge part of your life. You know, you sure. really, and um, it was that, how was that scary for you was that you know how did how did you feel and how do you feel about where you were there versus where you are now with that okay well uh when we first moved to this area like as you said he was in the sheltered workshop and neither one of us really felt comfortable but we didn't have any choices this was the only service that tad was offered and was what was available to him or we could choose to stay home Right. And so we, at the time, 20 years ago, it was stay at home or be in the shelter. Workshop. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And we knew that it was important to our son to make friends and to get out into the public and to have uh, opportunities to meet other people and and to do different things and be with folks and and meet new people and just so, get away from us too, and for us to get away from him and mm-hmm. allow ourselves to have a career and jobs. So I'll, I'll, I'll add, add to what Linda's just talked about. It's been really, uh, Tad still lives at home, uh, which has been a big part of our life and I hope a big part of his life. And we uh, obviously not going to live at home forever. And, and we feel like uh, uh, just him getting out into the community uh, uh, and the community employment has been a tremendous step towards him yeah. becoming more and more independent. Right. Uh, with all of the wonderful sports that we get and i say this in the most sincere way from the state of oregon and uh, and with uh, medicaid supports and everything that our son gets we realize that uh, you know we're, he's a big part of our life and that's going to change so work is a big step for us and yeah. so it means a lot to you i yeah. can see it in your faces yeah. of Absolutely. course the folks at home can't but i can yeah. see that that's important to you this to is know. part of his future a step towards independence for him and um because we know we're not going to be here all of his life, and we just want to prepare him the best we can. We know that uh, he he certainly enjoys the interaction with his peers, and wherever he's at, uh, and the the day supports and in times past the uh, workshop uh, arenas were were a lot of fun for him, a lot of a lot of good experiences. Um, but you know, in, in talking to peers of his, his friends, our friends. Other people that are at different levels of needs and at jobs and job support seems to be the biggest one yeah. currently today. I think. Right. How do you know um, how, that Tad enjoys his job? So I know as his parents, you know how he toughest, communicates. Toughest question yeah. possible. Yeah. For for us, uh, I'll start, and uh, this is really important. Uh, with Tad, Tad does he's he is not verbal. He's uh, gestures, body gestures, and and hand gestures, and, and movements, some noises. Uh, he uh, cognitive level is is not very high, so it, so it's difficult for him to express himself in terms of, of things like that. And this is a huge issue. And and uh, my answer is is going to be that uh, uh, we know that he what he doesn't like. We know that Tad doesn't like to stay home for three or four days in a row or stay in one place because he gets very bored and it, and it gets very difficult to interact with. So we know that he likes to get out. And and we also um, 
have seen him interact in the communities in the past in other uh, in other ways, and, and they've always been somewhat successful for him to to actually get those added experiences. So what I'm saying is I'm going a, a long way to saying we really can't get him to tell us I want a job. The, one of the hardest things in the world, but he shows us that he wants a job with his actions, mm -hmm. that the fact that he's ready to go every day when the band is ready to go take him to the job. Right, he's those, ready to leave the house. He's yeah. ready to leave the house. Now, I wanna add something here. This is a huge issue because for, for getting employment for people and getting, for instance, case managers involved, they normally like to hear a person say, I want a job. Right, because that That's shows the, them the person's- one step. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some people just can't do that in a way that some of our case managers expect. May may expect, but we're seeing change in that area. I'm just saying it's it's, it's a big, it's an important step for us actually making uh, employment supports work better. I think in the state of Oregon here, right. and 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 so Tad went down that that long process for about a year of trying to to actually get him approved for job sports and things in the community because of sometimes the lack of that ability to communicate really what you want. Mm -hmm. and There's other ways people communicate. That's um, true. Like you said, he show, he's ready to go in the morning or yeah. when it's time for work. That's showing you something as well. Oh, yeah, he's ready to get out of the house when his... Uh, so after six months, yeah. it's those things become yeah. apparent. He's ready yeah. to go. And, and we get him up in the morning and we say, all right, Tad, go get your breakfast. You're going to work. You're going to work. And we just keep repeating that. And he's gotten into the routine that he knows he's going to work. And he yeah. he likes the people that he works with. And he likes his his one-on-one -on -one and his attendant care and the person that drives the van. And he's Super important to, real important to have the right attendants and support people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you been able to find people that work well with them, which is yes, another tough, well. yeah, we, we have, we've been fortunate. It's very, very difficult often in, uh, in the say rural areas to mm -hmm. find. Finding the right match. For right, and you're in a rural area. And so um, I really appreciate Joe and Linda that you've shared so much with us. One thing I you know like to end with is we have a lot of parents around the state, family members, guardians who, you know, quite rightfully so, are very, you know, nervous mm -hmm. about community employment. Right. And, right. you know, I hear a lot because I go around the state doing stories, you know, well, my son or daughter is too disabled to work or I'm fearful they won't fit in in community employment. So, you know, as parents who have gone through this journey, what, you know, what would you say to them? What kind of advice would you have? Have faith. Yeah. I, th I think our, our children, in this case, our children are... Uh, capable of many things that we, yeah. it, it takes us a long time to develop that faith and, and belief in them. But, but uh, I think in the last six months, people ask me what makes me think this is going to work to eliminate day support activities and things like that. And my answer is my son, Tad, and just his yeah. ability to do more in the community in the last six months to actually a year because he's been in, involved more in the community here in the last couple of years. I think he's uh, and I, you know, and I would say, put yourself in Tad's shoes, 
and put yourself into his place and say, what would you want to do? You know, you wouldn't want to stay at home all day long and look at mom and dad and do the same thing over and over again. And so that's the way we look at it. That's the way I look at it. So well, I want to get out into the community and do things. And I know Tad would too. So um, I just put myself in his shoes and treat him just like any other child that uh, is Quote, you have to be careful not to put words in their mouth sometimes, yeah. but we also have to help them make decisions. Yeah, and you'll be pleasantly surprised if the community accepts your children you know, with disabilities better than you anticipate. We have friends that come up and say, oh, I saw Tad today. I saw Tad at the grocery store. I saw Tad delivering, and that's really neat. And that's you have awesome. a lot of positive a lot of positive feedback. Yeah. Feedback, That's yes. Great. More people know Tad than know me. Yeah. Our, He's out in the community and a lot. everybody yeah. knows Tad. Mm -hmm. That's great. Joe and Linda, thank you so much. We really appreciate you sharing your story. Yeah. And I'm so excited that you and Tad are here yeah. at the conference and you're going to be sharing Tad's story yeah. some more, it sounds like. so. Well, we hope we've helped other families. And, yeah, that's... And uh, we appreciate you giving us this opportunity. Thank, yeah, thank you so you. much. Appreciate it. This has been the Oregon Employment First podcast. Thank you for joining us. The Oregon Employment First podcast explores topics centered on employment for Oregonians with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Field staff, providers, Oregon employers, people with disabilities and their families may be interested in topics ranging from the history of Employment First in Oregon to how to have the employment conversation from a case management perspective. The Oregon Employment First podcast airs bi-monthly on the first and third Tuesday of each month. Tune in.